This week in the Proving Ground, Watsi gets an extra life. Pioneer don't need no Tron. Concert event with no music. And Dave dives into modern. Welcome to Magic Proving Grounds, the only Magic the Gathering podcast that proves Sandra cosplay is better with aromatherapy. I'm your host, Moderator Dave. I also moderate this here podcast with the other hosts, Ben. Hello. And other Dave. That's me. So when you have a Chandra cosplay, do you go with Fire and brimstone smell, or you're like more of like a lavender and cucumber melon. Something like I, that. You, I don't know. What? I'll tell you what I wouldn't do. I wouldn't do sulfur because I don't want to walk around <laughs> smelling like egg farts. That's true. I, so I smart. Say it's probably like a campfire s'mores scent. There you go. There mm, you go. That's it. Got it. So uh, what have you guys been doing this week? We tried out the uh, Modern on uh, MTGO here. That was pretty cool. That was uh, fun, yeah. Did MTGO get into that feel any better with the new changes? It feels exactly the same. Well, that's disappointing. I, I'm, they, glad I didn't, I'm, I'm glad I didn't reinstall it. Uh, but, but you should. Just, uh, but I'm not. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> so what do you have to you, other Dave? I mean, unless they make improvements to that, I, I will I will probably never play it again. Mm. Uh, unless they're just giving out like a thousands of free cards or something, and maybe I'll sign in just to get the free cards and then uninstall it again in case I ever need to use that account <laughs> in the future. <laughs> so uh, you've definitely 100% bought into the arena. Uh, it just your- runs so much better. Like even minus... You know, the, like, I don't need the graphical improvements. I, I would be fine graphically with MTGO. It just it feels so clunky to play it. Yeah, yeah. it does. We'll is, continue uh, this discussion later, though, because we have a whole a whole little bit of that. Uh, yeah, we just never go naturally into a conversation. No, we never you, do. You and your rigid structure, moderator Dave. <laughs> you got to have the structure, man. Uh-huh. I mean, sorry. I guess in terms of what I did this week, other than not installing TGO, uh, I mostly just played the Post Malone event. Ah, uh, yeah. Let's talk about that right now, because I played the Post Malone event, too. Oh, oh, now we can get rid of the rigid structure that you want to talk about something? Well, I'm trying to throw you uh, a home. Yeah, okay. I'm trying, I'm trying to be nice and be like, well, this is close enough yeah. in my notes to where we can talk about it now. Just move okay. stuff around a little bit. So what so, what deck did you play in the post modern oh, event? Oh, uh, well, I started out with the uh, blue red one, obviously, and then uh, determined that that one blows hard. <laughs> so I got like half my wins in that, and it was a burden, burden, burdensome wins. And then I switched to the mono green one and got the rest of them fairly easily. I played so, a little bit of all of them. Um, I found the red white one to be the most fun, not mm-hmm. necessarily the one that was going to win the most, but mm-hmm. 
Uh, I had the most fun playing that one. And then uh, obviously the mono green decks and be where everyone kind of ended up mm-hmm. in terms of getting their wins. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I love playing the, the blue and red ones. Probably why I stuck with it for far too long, but it was very underpowered as compared to everyone else's. You had to have like the exact line in your opening hand or you weren't going to win right. in this situation. Tell me this, how annoying was the very bright UI for the majority of that event on the like the main splash page? Was that on purpose, do you think, or is that a bug? Like, I, I I assume that has to be a bug. Like that whole just straight white one? Yeah. Yeah, um, I assume that has to be some kind of graphical error where they forgot to put a background image in somewhere or something. Because, like, oh my goodness, it was a lot. Yeah, like there's no way they intended for the background to be just a mono white background. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I, I mean I know they've been trying to push white recently, but not that hard. You're gonna sear it into your eyes. Yeah, so it's fun whenever they do uh, brawl events. I think because it's an interesting like uh, format. It's fun yeah. to play, but it's also kind of I. I know somebody's going to argue with me, but I feel like it's kind of hard to get into because you have so much to account for, especially if you're not used to doing uh, singleton formats. Yeah. So whenever they just give you a deck and let you run with it, I think it works out and a lot of people have fun. Yeah, I actually prefer events where they give us decks. You're not even necessarily Brawl, but really any any one of the events where they give us a deck or... the limited type things uh, to constructed ones because it's always like the constructed ones. It's like, you know, I would love to participate in this, but Mm -hmm. I also don't want to burn my wild cards to make a deck for this event. That's only going to be here for, you know, one time out of the next year. Mm -hmm. Like as fun as it would be like, cause I'm always like, Oh, that event sounds cool. But Mm -hmm. the thought of using my wild cards to make a deck to participate in it. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, always ruins that for me. So whenever they provide me with stuff, I'm always like, okay, this is much preferred to uh, here's a a challenge to just use cards in this block. And I'm like, I've never made a deck like that and I will never play that deck again. Yeah. Even if it's fun, even if it sounds fun to participate in, uh, like I just can't, I can't use wild cards like that. Yeah, I agree. Whether or not they provide a deck or I have one drastically increases the likelihood that I'm going to participate yeah. in the event, except for, was it the midweek magic last week I didn't do, which was Explorer? I've been kind of burnt out on Explorer recently. I think I need to uh, redo my deck a little bit. It's not winning as much as I'd like it to. Also, I like when they do the, uh, I forget what they call it now, but the ones where you can use any card you want to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you don't get to keep the card. Yeah, those are nice because you can just pull a deck off the internet and run with it. <laughs> well, or, you know, you can have fun. Like, that to me is the time that I'm like, all right, I'm going to start tooling out a deck. You know, I'm like, because then I can play test in a live environment mm-hmm. without having to expend wild cards. And so that those are always like my opportunities to be like, all right, I want to try the deck built like this, or I want to take these cards out and put this card in, or I want to see how this card works. Look at um, you being a brewer instead of a lazy butt like me. It's just like time to try the net deck I've been dreaming about. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Um, so aside from like 
I feel like it's really disappointing that this concert event that they 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 pitched it at did not have any uh, post Malone music in it. Um, right. What there should be post Malone music playing the entire time we're we're in the match. Exactly. It's um, I don't know. I guess uh, Fortnite has set a certain expectation for like what people what I envision a, a a concert event to be because they actually have concert events that play music. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, Ariana Grande. Yeah, and then the uh, Travis Travis T, Travis something. Yeah. Um, so so uh, yeah, and even during like the Dragon Ball event, they had like whole episodes of Dragon Ball Z playing. <laughs> you could go and watch them. It's I know yeah. it's weird, but I mean it shows that they like are trying to mm-hmm. um promote their people that are supporting them, you know. Um mm-hmm. like they they let the Ariana Grande come in here. They didn't just give a skin, they're also promoting her music too. Yep. And it'd yeah. be nice to have seen that on um I mean, we don't even need a, a whole ass live concert like Fortnite does. Like, yeah, just, yeah. just play some post Malone music and the background music instead of the other stuff that you play. It's yeah, not, and like, one I might playlist. actually know a post Malone song if they had done that. I might, you know. And, oh, like, you know some post seen, Malone songs. I, I have not ever heard a post Malone song. You've I'm, you're a liar. You're, have you seen Spider Verse? Into the Spider Verse, right? Yeah, that song that that Miles Morales sings during the entire thing. That's a Post Malone song. Oh, yeah. I was, I'm saying you like you've heard post. You may not know. Uh, yeah, I, I, the I name okay. associated with the song, but there's a zero percent chance you have not heard a Post Malone song. Uh, yes, I suppose that's fair. Um, but yeah, I don't know who really he is. To, to like post- saying you never heard a Post Malone song at this point is like saying you never heard a Taylor Swift song. Oh, but I know who Taylor Swift is. I, I know that I've heard her song. You know who ta- you know who Post Malone is too. You've been you've been talking about him for the last three weeks. Well, I, yeah, I know who he is. I've just never heard the songs. No. You have heard the songs. You okay, just don't know they're his. There you, you just go. No, you know you heard the songs. Yeah, it's just like uh, you ask kids nowadays if they know who the Beatles are, and they're like, no. And then you're like, what about that one song? Like, oh, that's the Beatles. Yeah, it's the Beatles. I like yeah. that. Except opposite. I'm old and they're young. Yes. Tell me, you don't know who Post Malone is. You don't know Got who it. Post is. Yeah, so that was fun. I enjoyed it. I'm glad that they do those kind of things from time to time. More music next concert event, though. Yeah, instead of just uh, they claim those decks were musically themed. Yeah, um, I don't what that mono green deck. How is it musically themed? Other than that, your brawl commander is playing a lute. <laughs> hey, that brawl commander was pretty all right. I liked uh, venturing into the dungeon repeatedly for. Is it Ellie Wick? Uh, yeah. Okay. Um. All right, Planeswalker. Um, for dungeon adventuring. Uh, you know, for mm-hmm. however powerful that mechanic actually is, it's still kind of fun. Sure. Yeah. Sure. So let's uh, cover basically the only piece of news that came out um, of note, I guess, uh, this week, which was the. The weekly MTG stream went over a bunch of stuff that we're going to touch on a little bit. You guys, uh, guys ready for this? Yeah. I need some more enthusiasm. Like, I yeah. didn't watch it, so you'll have to explain it yeah. to me. No, it's fine. Um, I guess 
we mentioned this earlier a little bit, kind of hinted at it. Uh, the Sandra Gauntlet available from Hasbro. Yes. They announced that. It's neat. It's so goofy. It's cool. It's, like, but it's goofy. You were the one that, uh, suggested putting aromatherapy in the, the water reservoirs that you can cultivate <laughs> a smell. Yeah. Which is interesting. But what I am most interested to, to see is how long it takes some crazy on the internet to modify it to shoot fire. Yeah. Because uh, that's that's going to happen. Get some gasoline up in the chamber. <laughs> A little propane action going. We'll be shooting some flames. Yeah. I can see that. So the price point on that is $300? Yes. That's a bit much. It's I don't, a piece of plastic with a diffuser in it. I don't. I don't know. It's like, a little, little, little smoke. I, I mean, I'm sure that thing took a while to. It, it looks like it has some intricacies to it. It's, yeah, it does. It's not I'm like they just duct taped a diffuser onto a wristband. Yeah, like yeah. Ah, there it is. So, so the actual issue is that they they created molds for this thing, and they probably don't expect to sell too many of them. So that's why the price point is so high, but definitely a uh, a collector piece, or maybe yeah. somebody who's looking to shortcut their uh, cosplay, or right. people I assume would be interested in this particular piece. Uh, Dave, are you picking one up for your Chandra cosplay? Uh, I want to, but I'm mega pores. <laughs> can't, uh, I can't afford can't afford it. I have uh, to you're, make, you're gonna have to do your Chandra cosplay on the cheap. Yeah, it's nah. gonna be uh, one of. How those. are you gonna cover up your man bo without the the diffuser? <laughs> you gonna tape he, one? He's gonna tape a diffuser to his wrist. That's <laughs> there you go. Yeah, man, it's okay. I I know a guy whose wife sells Dutera, and I'll just <laughs> there you go. Got it. Spread some on. Yep. It's okay, man. I get it. I got it. You can you can make it so that you when you close your fist, you squeeze a button that uh that just squirts some mist. Psst. Psst. You know, <laughs> just tape uh squeeze bottle uh squirt yeah. bottles uh trigger on your yep Windex bottles filled with uh smell. Uh. Squeeze them. It's the next there best thing. Yeah, a there little, you go. Uh, uh, low effort cosplay on the cheap. Hey, man. Hey, man, whatever works. Cosplay, you live the life you want to live. So next up is, I think this is worth mentioning and probably pretty cool that Wizards does this every year, but they they partner with Extra Life, the uh, charity, and raise a bunch of money through various projects that they do for the Seattle Children's Hospital, yeah. uh, specifically the autism clinic that's there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they talked a lot about that. They brought, uh, they mentioned the, the extra life secret layer, which I think is pretty cool. Um, and it features what they showed was three different, uh, cards, right? Yeah. And then you get two copies of each card. One copy is art and flavor text designed by a, uh, kid who's a, uh, was it client or patient of the the clinic there, the uh, the autism clinic? 
it's got the art that they they drew and then they wrote the flavor text and they are pretty cool and then the copy of the card is a uh magic artist reinterpretation of the art that was originally drawn by the kids oh nice and then with the same flavor text and so, yeah that's neat so yeah you have some like the birds of paradise drawing mm-hmm. is uh, really cute by the kid and then the wizards artist hired mm-hmm. by wizards then turns that into traditional looking magic the gathering art mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. a coloring book that's great that's so mm-hmm. cool mm-hmm. the uh flavor text on the birds of paradise one about the everything berry i think is just hella cute and i love it so much it's oh i can't think of it off the top of my head and i don't think i pulled up the link but it's like uh the birds of paradise eat the everything berry it tastes different every time and then something about it being a surprise yeah uh, i will look for it. yeah it says it leaves the surprise yeah or it loves yeah. the surprise it loves it, the surprise yeah it's just so cool and i love it that's really awesome yeah and then there's one of a dragon that's like when you see her you'll go ah and i'm like Oh yeah. Fact. <laughs> um, Super so cool. The art is really great from both versions and stuff, and um, everybody should at least check it out. So, um, also, if you're interested in um, helping wizards raise money, just check out the weekly stream that we'll link. And there's a lot of ways that they're going about raising money with streams and stuff. So uh, we won't go into a lot of detail here. Because it's a lot. So just watch the stream. Extra Life is a great foundation. It's a great charity. It is a great charity. Um, A lot of respect. Okay, now I've got some bad news to come out of the stream. Okay. If you're me and and made a certain prediction, was it a week ago or two weeks ago? Um, They just came out and said, look, we don't typically talk. We don't typically talk about rumors on the weekly streams, but I I feel that it's imperative that we address this right now. Urza Lands, not going to be in Brothers War. That sucks. Oh, man, my heart sunk. I was like, I hate being wrong. I I get it. I mean, assembling Tron in Pioneer might be something they want to try to avoid. Yeah, that's a lot. Um, I mean, even if they do eventually reprint it, I I just don't uh, I don't see it fitting into what they're currently doing in standard anyway. So, mm-hmm. right, yeah, and that was yeah. the kind of the opportunity they're going back in time story wise, where Ursa's yeah. still there. So it would make sense for them to have Tron lands. Yeah, it's just so so much of what we've seen already from that set is not colorless. I feel mm-hmm. like if they bring back the Tron sets, it's going to have to be a heavily colorless focus set. Right. And you know how they've been doing the colored mana artifacts artifacts now. And that's their way of curbing brokenness. So Mm -hmm. uh, to print Tron would make it so that they are kind of forced to do colorless, which then leads to brokenness. Mm -hmm. And they probably don't want to cross that bridge. I'm going to guess with this revelation that it's probably unlikely we'll ever see the Tron lands enter Pioneer through standard Correct. You have to wait for the Pioneer Horizons. So that's, 
which they'll start doing here in a little bit, I'm sure. Yeah, give it five I, years. I'm sure one is coming sooner than later. Yeah. There's, there's always money in the horizons. Uh, final little bit of news. It's light news week. Spoilers for Brothers War start on the 27th during uh, Magic 30. Yeah. Um, so I'm stoked. Might I'm not. really excited for this set. I really am too. This is probably my favorite bit of uh, the magic story. So yeah. to see a uh, actual set dedicated to telling the story and focusing on it. Yeah, because uh, even back in antiquities, they didn't really focus. They didn't really have a story exactly yeah, in the was, same way that they did. Yeah, well, it's you know. it was an interesting way to tell a story through cards and through... Uh, like the the lens of archaeologists digging up the stuff that happened in the past and then right. kind of like guessing like or like archaeologists do or like you know coming up with what happened by piecing the the artifacts and stuff together but this is a it's happening here and now yeah well, point of view of then, the then and now then and now yeah <laughs> it's it's happening in the present past oh te- to fairy time traveling so it's a little odd that yes so, yeah. Um, it's cool. I'm interested. So I'm interested. Um, they've also been releasing uh, the chapters ahead of the spoilers. So I assume since last with Dominary United, they had everything released before they started popping off the spoilers that will have the rest of the, st- the whole story before the 27th. So yeah, kind of interested to sit down and uh, read that when I've got the time. You had mentioned uh, other Dave that they had put it, started putting out when it did. Have you had a chance to read any of it? So, yeah, I read the first chapter. I read the second. So, uh, just no spoilers. Good, bad. Man. I enjoyed it. Okay. Yeah. Because I'm I'm a little nervous. It could go either way. It could be yeah. really good, or they could start trying to like retcon stuff to make Urza not so bad, which would make me uh, so a little frustrated. I will say this. They definitely portray Urza as a two-sided man, both bad and good. Good. Because that's that what makes the story of great. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, the story largely focuses around two people, one of which who, or at least in the beginning of the story, I guess towards the end of the story, there's another person involved. But uh, the, the people that are involved in the story largely all view Urza a different way. Ah, oh, that's a great framing device. I'm gonna think I'm gonna uh, like that. Um, uh, it's I forget her name now. His wife, Kayla. It's his uh his apprentice who lost himself in the coffin. Yeah, uh, Talos. Tano. Tal- yeah, and uh, the leader of the Tal group, the worshippers of the sun. And so each person kind of views Urza in a different way. Mm. And that's what made. There's a, a good character, I think, is that mm-hmm. he was controversial. He was, he wasn't just the stellar, you know, like strapling. I'm gonna be a hero and take out the bad dudes. He had nuance. Yeah, he had a lot of nuance. <laughs> you know, he he gave off like uh, communist dictator vibes, you know, or whatever. Yeah, but he was also very pushing the, Yeah, pushing the. Uh, the thing to kill all the Phyrexians too. So without him, you know, yeah. Yeah. It's a 
Interesting dude. Anyways. See, guys, this is way better than walking. Yeah, riding merchant style. I can totally get used to this. Luxury travel. You know, it would have been nice to know your merchant friend was a trash merchant. Might have taken my chance and stayed in town. You know what they say, Walter? One man's trash is a goblin's treasure. I wish goblin's treasure didn't have a smell. Ah, yeah. That's the smell of profit, Walter. I think I found my calling in life. Trash merchant. I'm pretty sure that smell is just trash smell. Look. We've been traveling for three days, and you haven't said anything nice. My friend was kind enough to let us ride one of his wagons free of charge. The least you could do is appreciate that. Okay. I will admit that this may be slightly better than walking. <laughs> Where is the raccoon and his friends? Yeah, what, what, what's a raccoon? Um, it's the creature that is about three foot tall. And come from the plain of Capenna. Oh, God, oh God please. Loudly smacks Goblin. Please don't hurt me. I'll tell you whatever you want. Just let me free. Just just one problem. What, what's a Capenna? Sigh. It doesn't matter. The raccoon is hairy, has a bushy tail, and is traveling with a goblin and an elf. Oh, you mean Mo? He's a nice goblin. Little Harry, me, me and my buddies think because he's, he's that way because he's cursed. Exasperation. Enough. Where are they? Uh, uh, they're in the the wagon car, third from the back. Uh, uh, are you gonna free me now? Yes, you will be free. <laughs> Choking death noises. <laughs> uh, uh, guys, did you hear all of that? Yeah, it sounds like a robot. We need to run. I can't believe the boss found us. Quick, if we run into the woods. Maybe we can sneak away by cover of night. Good idea. Yeah, let's go. No, they're not here. Moving on. To our our I guess our big discussion of the of the episode is MTGO and what me and Ben have been doing on it recently since the move over to uh, Daybreak. Yeah. So, have you ever played Modern before, Moderator Dave? Uh, not really. I had wor- I began working back when uh, Mox Opal was uh, not banned mm. to put together a uh, affinity deck. Oh, right. And then that was my, my goal was to put it together and then start modern. And then it, those, uh, what is it? Uh, Ink Moth Nexuses are really expensive. So yeah, they are. And I hit like a, like the, the Mox Opals were like $90 at the time. The Ink Moth Nexuses were out of control and I kind of just hit, hit a roadblock because it's a lot of money for cardboard. I never finished it, but you know, it's a lot cheaper to play on Magic Arena, uh, Magic. Online. Uh, I was gonna say, hmm, okay. Yeah, it is cheaper to play an arena. <laughs> well, it it can be up to free. Yeah, so we um we got on MTGO and played a couple decks against each other. Uh like we said earlier, the client hasn't made any updates yet, but they're supposed to be coming. I did find mm-hmm. it cumbersome 
because the whole scope was like, hey, I play this deck in paper. Let's have you play this deck and then I'll kind of like give you tips on how to play it and things like that, right? Yeah, um, doing some uh, meta training, if you will. Yeah, yes. Uh, and uh, we we went to time because there's no way to shut off the timer when you're just playing a casual game and <laughs> we didn't get to finish. Uh, so, yeah, it is very cumbersome with the clicks. And also, you know, you got to learn the client. It's not something that's intuitive like arena. Yeah. You got to know and, when pass oh, priority, pass priority, pass priority. I set your yield stops, you know, all that stuff. Just trading stuff back and forth is really frustrating. It's got a real, like, early 90s RPG aesthetic to the trading system that does not need to be there. Yeah. And then also manipulating the stack is kind of confusing. Um, I think you had countered a cascade spell at some point, but it still had the cascade trigger. Or I, yeah, wow. I countered a cascade trigger or whatever. Mm-hmm. I didn't counter the spell that the cascade got. I got I countered this cascade spell, which then still had the trigger on the stack. It was mm-hmm. a weird... It's just a weird... Like in paper, yeah. that stuff would never happen because you'd just be like, okay, I'm going to counter that spell. Mm-hmm. You know? And yeah, we all understood, just, but yeah, you had the it forces you to play like very precisely because there's no you talking with the person you're playing against mm-hmm. in order to this is what I want to do, and they're like, okay, let's do that. It's always like you tell me what you want, and I'll react accordingly. So right, and and in some ways, it's it's. It's more difficult, but it helps you understand the stack mm-hmm. better as you yeah. get more into it. Um, that you can then use in paper mm-hmm. to it, manipulate things. Yeah, I definitely like how it 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 forces you to to do everything by the numbers. I just wish it did it more fluidly. Yeah, or or like sometimes by the numbers you could choose to bypass more, or did it automatically. Mm-hmm. Like tapping your mana when you have three mana and it's like pay three and you're like I only have three, you should yeah. just pay it for me, right? <laughs> I don't yeah. know stuff that arena arena does, yeah. you know, fairly well. So, um, so you played the living end deck. That's correct. And I was trying out rhinos mm-hmm. against the living deck. They're both cascade decks, so I kind of thought. I can show you with my cards kind of what you're doing with your cards kind of thing at the same time. Uh-huh. Uh, what did you think about the deck? Just first impressions. Um, I liked it. I think that as far as ease of play and stuff, it's a pretty straightforward deck to learn how to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, your your singular focus is making sure your living end doesn't get countered. Other than that, mm-hmm. you're just cycling. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, you're making sure... You're, like the, the key points that you have to do is cycle stuff in the graveyard, make sure you have enough stuff in the graveyard to make going off worth it. Yeah. And then, you know, watching your mana so that you can cycle things on curve and yep. stuff. Because I think there was a, a couple times in the match where I put down the wrong land and then had to wait to cycle when I could have cycled a turn earlier. Mm-hmm. And then another scenario where I had tapped the land the wrong way and then couldn't uh, cast Violent Outburst when I want to. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Turn. So, yeah. Um, those I think are the, the, the key points to look out for in that particular deck is mana and uh, just making sure you have stuff in your graveyard. Yeah. Make 
casting living cascading into living in go um yeah worth it yeah so yeah you throw all your creatures in the graveyard five five seven sevens three Mm -hmm. threes order your life opponent's library the Mm -hmm. top three cards so that you can protect yourself after the spell then so those are on the graveyard and you cast living end, which replaces essentially it's a little trickier than this, but it replaces what's on the board with what's in everybody's graveyards. Um, so essentially it doesn't matter what the the opponent puts out in the first three or four turns, as long as you're not dead. Um, yep. and I think even one game, you got me down to one life or something and then you stabilized. Uh, yeah, I was down to one life and then uh, oh, yeah, you got sorry, me down yeah, to yeah. one life and then I was able to cast living in and win that turn. So Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it's it can be pretty powerful, I think. Yeah. It's a neat, neat deck. Yeah, it's a very cool deck. Um I enjoyed going over that. I think uh testing it against other decks will be fun as well. So. Think about maybe doing something like uh is it Merktide against that deck? Mm-hmm. It's kinda like is it Merktide and Modern's kind of like the the pivot point? It's like this is the most like it's not straightforward. It's just a really good deck mm-hmm. that you can kind of. I found that you can test things against. If it can beat Merktide, then it's doing pretty good. Uh, mm-hmm. If it if it almost beats Merktide, then it's still maybe as good. Um, but yeah, there's things like Blue Eye Control and things like that that might mm-hmm. have problems with certain matchups. But I think Merktide's a good like litmus test. For the format. It is still the most popular deck in modern. I don't think it's the best deck, but it's popular. Definitely a tier one deck, though, you would say? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I also Um, might look at Indomitable Creativity because that can give living into problems, but that might be a later lesson. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Um, So we streamed this on uh, Friday, and we're planning on streaming some more so why don't you give everybody a breakdown of the whole idea behind the the stream in general and then when we'll be streaming so yeah the idea is that we would stream the deck testing tuesdays and thursdays and then we'll we'll try to run a league on on fridays is the idea if we feel if we feel ready (laughs) with the deck the the idea being that uh in this particular cycle living end would be the deck that we're testing yeah against other decks in the meta so that would be the a deck and then all the other decks are b decks and then by when we feel like we've tested the a deck well enough we will stream a league on friday so yeah eventually i'll be streaming the living in deck in a league yeah and if not on a friday yeah if not then i can probably do a league with another deck on friday mm-hmm. if, if we're not ready with the living in deck yep by the time it comes that'd yeah, be the idea um, the idea would be there's a league on Friday, and yeah. then hopefully it's a, it's the one we've been working on. Streaming Tuesdays and Thursdays, deck testing at 1 p.m. Yep. And then uh, that's 1 p.m. Eastern time. And then 1 p.m. on Friday, a league. Yep. And then at the Magic Proving Grounds Twitch. Yep. Link to it in the show notes. So come like us. Check us out. Should be fun. Yeah. Yeah, this is a, a short episode, um, so we'll just go ahead and wrap this bad boy up. Tell them where they can find us, Ben. You can find us on Twitter at MPGPod. You can find me on our personal Twitter, my personal Twitter, at BeNiceMPG. Where can they find you, Moderator Dave? Uh, everyone can find me uh, on Twitter at Dave underscore MPG. Find us on Twitch at Magic Proving Grounds. 
And uh, where are you located? Did you get off your boat yet, other Dave? I did. I uh, got off my boat in Iceland. What? <laughs> what? Did you just circumnavigate the globe somehow there, buddy? Pulling a Magellan over Something here. Like, I guess so, yeah. There was a big storm. We didn't know where we were at. We landed. Turns out it's Iceland. You, you found the Northwest Passage. Nice. Heck yeah. So how's the weather? Uh, it's fine. Actually, pretty nice. nice. Yeah. Oh, the, yeah. Iceland's the one that's not icy, right? That's great. Yeah. yeah. It's confusing. Somebody was trying to trick people to move into uh, Greenland and keep people away from Iceland. <laughs> yeah, probably. Probably. Cool. So, so no uh, Magic 30 then, right? <laughs> I guess. Uh, uh, it's not looking like it. Not looking good. Not looking yeah. good. Maybe you mm. can catch an airplane or a... Uh, that's my hope. A wizard. Or maybe... Yeah. Um, maybe Chandra will show up with her... Yeah, with her... Uh, Rocket aromatherapy skates? gauntlet. I don't say aromatherapy gauntlet. There you go. Yeah. That'll get you anywhere you want to go. Put the right stuff yeah. in it. So, uh, any volcanic activity in Iceland at the moment? I don't know. I hope not. And they're like, like always volcanic yeah. activity, but it's just not dangerous. Yeah. I mean, it's Iceland. Yeah. They do this thing there. If you're going to be there a couple of days before you try to ship out where they like bake bread in a volcanic crater, they like yeah. put in a pot and then they bury it and then they let it bake and then they dig it up and it's supposed to be really good. Check so, that out. Check so if you need out. to eat, <laughs> you there's need to an eat. oven in the ground for you. Yeah. Just bury some yeast and I'll be fine. Yes. Yeah. That's how it works. Bury some grub and dig it up a couple hours. I don't know. It might be good. All right. Well, I hope you make it to Magic 30. You're, you're our on the scene reporter there. So uh, maybe you can, uh, like I said, get a plane ride. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Just don't All get right. a merely air hearted. Yeah. On the way. Stay out of the Bermuda the, Triangle. Yeah. Stay away from there. That's the show. See you next week. <laughs> Gargling some balls. Maybe that's how they complete people, man. There I don't you go. Know. Not Phyrexian. All right. <laughs> <laughs>